You either be bold with your predictions or don't say nothing at all. Let's talk some football. Welcome to week one of the NFL. This is the Bold Predictions Podcast. He's Mr. KC and I'm that dude with the beard. We're coming at you with our week one bold predictions. Yeah, we're excited to have you uh, here all with us today. Um, the dude with the beard and I, uh, we're going to go through our picks and uh, for this exciting week one NFL and uh, see what the outcome looks like for week one. Now for week one, we've got the Bills and the Rams. So the dude with the beard, what do you think about this game to kick off the season? I'm going to tell you this, Mr. KC. I have to because there's no other way to do it is to ride with the Super Bowl champions. I'm going with the L.A. Rams only because, for one, Aaron Donald, the coldest of all the coldest of the defensive linemen in the NFL. For two, they're already semi-written off as far as, you know, the whole NFL crowning Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, pretty much anointing them the next Super Bowl champions, which is the craziest thing to me because they've been owned as far as I've con- for the past conceivable, what, few years, they've been owned by Kansas City in the playoffs. So that door is pretty much closed. So I have to go with the champions. I have to. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, I think the only path for the Super Bowl for the Bills is uh, a playoff series where they don't face Kansas City, where somehow they, they escape Kansas City from their path. This is a tough, exciting game. I can see it going both ways. I'm actually going to lean the Bills here. I think they got a little bit more on their team. And uh, I think they're they're excited for this Super Bowl-type matchup to kick off the week. Uh, it is Super Bowl-esque. Yes, uh, very much so. Mm-hmm. Uh, going into the week after that, we have the Saints at the Falcons. And this should be a real exciting game. Uh, that dude with the beard, what do you have to say about this year's Falcons and the Saints, and especially this matchup? Well, in this particular matchup, I'm going to have to go with the Falcons because they got Marcus Mariota starting at quarterback. He's seasoned. He kind of know what it takes to get the job done. I mean, he beat Kansas City in the playoffs once. You know, he got the Titans to where they needed to be before they moved on from them and went over to Tannehill. I'm thinking Mariota has a chip on his shoulder. He's trying to prove that he deserves to have a job. And so I think that he's going to take Atlanta at least week one, you know, to a stellar victory over the Saints. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting take and a, a heck of a team. And I think Mariota is probably underrated for what he is. He's a very, he's on that like Tyrod Taylor level to me, like a very serviceable backup. I don't know if you really want him going into your team. I, I'm actually picking the Saints here, and I think it's a close game. And I think Jameis Winston is a very equivalent quarterback to Mariota. I think they're pretty close to the same level of quarterback. But I'm going to yeah. lean the Saints here early on just because they have a, they've been together longer. That, that team is it's, it's not as new as the Falcons. If this was like a Week 8 matchup, I might like the Falcons. But I'm going to lean towards the Saints to open up the year. You know, I can understand taking that. My only hold back from the Saints 
was that they were missing Michael Thomas. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's their premier receiver there. So I'm kind of thinking about how it's going to start off there, and especially with the coach who's not Sean Payton. So we shall see. It could go either way, but you made some very strong points on that. I yeah. I got to agree. Yeah, this is definitely a toss-up match. Yes, sir. It, the next game we have on the schedule is the Panth- or the Browns at the Panthers. Baker Mayfield going back to uh, – or playing Cleveland at home. What do you think about that game? Oh, man. I got to go with the Panthers. And I know Baker's been uh, recently on camera saying that, you know, it's just an opportunity for him to come out and play to show that he belongs in the NFL, which, you know, may be true. But me, I'm thinking what he's really thinking. I'm about to come out and show Cleveland exactly what time it was because you know who I am and you know what I've done. And you know who what I've been through to get us where we were. We're talking head coaches. It's a revolving door there. He right. was the only solid thing. Revolving door at receiver. The only solid pieces they had for a while was Mayfield and Chubb. So I'm expecting Mayfield to come in, huge chip on his shoulder, and I think he's going to get the job done against week one, the Browns team, because, what, no Watson yet? Yeah. I'm going with the Panthers. Yeah, and I agree with you there. Uh, I'm also picking the Panthers. Uh, I'm guessing this is probably a double-digit victory for Baker Mayfield. Uh, Like you mentioned, it's a statement game, and there's no Deshaun Watson. The Browns don't have a chance. They've got a lot of pieces, but this is a quarterback-driven league, and you're not going to tell me that Baker Mayfield's not the better quarterback in this situation. And especially with that chip on his shoulder, Expect to have him kind of have that Drew Brees-esque comeback type season, I believe. It's going to be, uh, out of all the quarterbacks that have been a bust, he's uh, he's been stuck on the Cleveland Browns and took them to the playoffs. Like you, right. I, as a team that suffered for years, I don't know how you throw them away. What, so what more could you want? You know, yeah. So we'll see. We right. shall see. The next game on the schedule is the 49ers and the Chicago Bears. What do you think of this uh, matchup with the young quarterbacks? Man, my man, Mr. Fields. I'm just thinking, man, could this be his time? Could he be the one to bring Chicago back to any similar prominence? Because we haven't seen, I would say, a feasible Chicago Bear team since Erlacher. In a Super Bowl loss, what, back to Peyton Manning back in yeah. that time? I can't yeah. think of another Bears team that I seem like, oh, I hope we don't run across those guys. But Justin Fields kind of gives you that I can do everything. He's multidimensional. You know, he can get the job done. But, man, it's the Chicago Bears. <laughs> and then, <laughs> like I said, we're, then we're talking about Trey Lance, Debo. I'm going to have to go with the Niners, man. I, I want to believe in Fields. I think I do. And I think you'll see me picking Chicago a lot more down the season. But week one, that system, 49ers, that run game, Debo, it's over. It's in the name, Debo. Yeah. Yeah, that dude with the beard. I agree with you there, man. This is such a it's, – it's kind of lopsided, and I don't think it's fair to evaluate Fields off this first week. You know, I, I kind of want to wait till about week six before I really start digging into fields. I want to give him a chance because he's at the Bears. But this is a pretty easy 49ers win. 
and uh, it's a tough way to open it up for the Bears. Forty Niners are a, they're not a Super Bowl squad, but they're a they're a tough team this year. They are a tough out. I agree with that hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, the next game on the schedule, we've got the Steelers at Cincinnati. And this is what I've been waiting on, and I know it, and you heard it here. Well, maybe not first, but you'll hear it here on this session first. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers in a week one upset over the unconventional unconventional Super Bowl previous contenders. We all know how they got there. Just a lapse in judgment. I'm not a believer in the Bengals. I will never be a believer until they show up, until they host them on wider. You can't tell me that the Bengals are going to be a feasible team. I am going with the Steelers. They got a stud at quarterback. The running game has already been solid. Mike Tomlin's still the coach. I like this bird. That dude with the beard, this has to be the boldest prediction yet that we've had. Uh, maybe we'll have all year, I believe. This is this is a bold prediction here. Uh, I cannot join you in this bold <laughs> prediction. You're, you're alone on this island. Uh, I can agree with you. I don't think Cincinnati's making it back to the Super Bowl or anything like that, but I don't think you have to be a Super Bowl caliber team to beat the Steelers. And I do, I think Cincinnati's got enough firepower that there's no way that they lose this game. But I tell you what, if someone's gonna, if someone uh, hears this afterwards, this was spoken before the season started, and uh, that is a very bold prediction. And my hat's off to you, sir. That's this is what we came here for. Yes, All right. Sir. The next game on the schedule is the Eagles at the Lions. What do we think about this game? The dude with the beard. This is a no-brainer, Mr. KC. Fly, fly, Eagles fly. This thing is over before it starts. AJ Brown. <laughs> we probably the, the trade still of the century. I had to laugh. Like I just, I still can't believe that this happened. So you got him. You have young Jalen, who's already ready to show that he's here and he's gonna stay. I just think this Eagles team is more feasible. The Lions team are young. They're trying to get after it. They're hungry. They drafted a stud of receiver, but he probably won't be ready until October. So I mean, we'll just we'll just have to see. But as far as week one, fly Eagles fly. And uh, this is where I get a little bold right after, right after you did it. Uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know what's intoxicating me about the Lions this year. But I don't think they're going to be a 500 team. But they start off the season with a win. Dang it. Ooh. I believe it. Uh, it's it's one of the few times I'm going to pick the lesser quality quarterback to win a game. Jared Goff is a terrible quarterback, and the Lions have tons of building to do, but I think they nailed this draft, and I think they're going to have an exciting uh, exciting season, and they're going to come out tough, and I think they, have a, they pull off this upset. This is one of my uh, bigger upsets mm-hmm. of the week. I know Lions fans everywhere, the three or four of them rejoicing. that exist are rejoicing. Eminem will be my biggest fan eventually. Well, he, uh, moving on. he has time, so we'll see for sure. Huh. All right, moving on. We have another exciting game, and that's the Colts versus the Texans. What do you think about this uh, exhibition of 
quality talent all around. <laughs> well, obviously, I'm going with the Colts on this one. You have the premier running back in uh, what's Stewart? I was Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. I guess Jonathan Taylor, Taylor. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I always think of um, old boy from uh, the Jaguars back in the day. I always get oh, the names yeah. mixed up. So you got him. You got Matt Ryan. I don't know what's going on with T.Y. I think he's still floating out there. Maybe he ends up back on the squad. Who knows? But I just think with those two pieces alone, Matt Ryan's more than a feasible quarterback. He's going to bring the Colts back to some sort of prominence as far as being a contender in that division. And with him being there, you almost have to consider them a favorite. We'll have to see. So I'm going to go with the Colts in this one over the Texans. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a nice cupcake game to start Matt Ryan out with. You've got probably the worst team in the NFL with the Texans for Matt <laughs> Ryan. And he just gets to start out with a bang. I think it's a interesting team with the Colts because they've got a great roster. And it's uh, something that can kind of overcome the quarterback shortcomings. But I would think that Matt Ryan is an upgrade at quarterback. They did get slightly better over ones. And anytime you can upgrade, you've got to do it. So I like to see them take that steps up as much as they can. For sure. The next game on the schedule, we have the Patriots at the Dolphins. Should be an interesting game for us Chiefs fans to pay attention to. What's your uh, what's your takes on it? My take on it, it's a take I already had on it. Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots are going to give the Dolphins that L that they're more than ready for. Let's, let's, let us not forget, this is still the Miami Dolphins. The, the offseason, big splashes in the media means nothing when the X's and O's are drawn. We're here to talk football. I don't think that their coach is ready to be in a chess match with Bill Belichick, who has proven to be time and time again, if not the greatest coach of all time, the most feasible coach definitely in the last 30 years of football. Yeah, absolutely. And I see your points there. I'm actually picking the Dolphins to win this game. The Dolphins have uh, so much firepower. Uh, Bill Belichick is a great coach, but when it comes to a chess game, he's already missing a few pieces, in my opinion. I'm, I'm not a big Mac Jones fan. I know he's a Pro Bowl quarterback and all, which is really exciting for Mac Jones's resume. It sure is. Shout out to Boston. Right. And I don't think Tua's an elite level quarterback, but the talent he has on his team now is enough that no defense is going to have the ability to stop him unless they, they're they able to keep up on offense. And so I don't he's think the, the first Trent Dilfer is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I just think that the addition of Tyree Kill, the most dangerous man in football, is uh, yeah. is, is hard uh, is hard to game plan against. And we know Tyree Kill is days with Alex Smith, Chad Henney, Matt Moore, and of course Pat Mahomes. Uh, you give him any quarterback, and he's going to produce. And uh, I expect him to do that versus Bill Belichick. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, we got the Ravens at the Jets. This is uh, should be an f- exciting one. What's your take on it, uh, dude with a beard? <laughs> Mr. Casey, if there was any of a cakewalk of week one in the NFL, I think you had said earlier that the easiest game was going to be uh, 
Oh, remind me, run it back here. Because the uh, Colts versus the Texans. The Colts versus the Texans, right? That's what I thought. Because I, when you said it, I could have sworn you heard. I, I thought I heard Baltimore versus the Jets. Because who's who's the quarterback? <laughs> Is it Joe Flacco? I, I think like, it's I, I, going I, the week I, one. I understand the revenge game, but when you're 45 years old, and I'm exaggerating on that, everybody, but <laughs> you're not Tom Brady. There's no yeah. revenge tour for Joe Flacco. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens are going to run the ball down their throat. It's going to be the most fruit. If they don't score 40 points, I'd be surprised. Yeah. And I, I the, the only exciting thing for the Jets this, uh, for this game for me is watching Sauce Gardner. I'm a big fan of him. I'm, I've been real excited yeah. about the things he's been doing, but he's a cornerback, and that's not going to be enough to stop Lamar Jackson because that's exactly. not what he does. And uh, I think when you game plan against teams, uh, the Ravens are one of those teams you have to game plan just for them. And uh, I just don't see no way for the Jets to to beat Lamar Jackson and the Ravens in this game. Uh, it's a pretty one-sided uh, double-digit game, I agree with. Speaking of fun, easy games to predict, uh, we have another fun one next on the list. We have the Jaguars at the Commanders, or the football team, or the whatever you want to call them the, nowadays. The the team formerly known as is how I should yeah. you know, associate them, formerly known as. And uh, honestly here, uh, I, I can't see when they're going to get a win this season, honestly. So you know who I'm going with on this one. I mean, it's almost self-explanatory. I think the Jaguars are going to be light years better than what they were last year. I believe they'll have a solid foundation. Trevor Lawrence is a stud at quarterback. He's going to prove himself to be an elite talent in this league. I think this year, I think he has a season that will put him on the trajectory of like how they try to put Justin Herbert on, because I really do believe that he could get the job done for Jacksonville. But as far as uh, the division goes, he might be a contender to take it. Like I said, who's really there to stop him? So yeah. I like Jacksonville. Yeah, and I'd agree with you there on a lot of things. I don't think he's going to take the division this year, but with such an easy division to eventually take over, uh, I don't think it's too far off for them. Uh, I also like them to win this game. Uh, the Commanders, they've got some talent on their squad, but the questions at quarterback will always be there, and Carson Wentz to be the stat, the stopgap guy is a, a very odd choice in my opinion. His resume is proven; it he shouldn't get that job. For sure, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, and our next game on the on the schedule is the Giants versus the Titans. What's your opinions on this game? <sighs> I like what the Giants have done. I see their attempts and what they're trying to do to, to revive that franchise. Because, I mean, lest we forget, you know, what, 12 years removed, they are Super Bowl champions. So they're not too off from, you know, tasting gold, and they kind of know what it's like to get there, but just don't really have the personnel to kind of get them there. So in this regard, I'm going to pick against them, even though I talk so highly of them. I just... How could you go against Derrick Henry there? I mean, yeah, they lost uh, their receiver. I mean, you still got Tannehill. 
he's feasible always during the season. We're not talking about playoff Tannehill here. We're talking about right. week one Tannehill. So I'm sure it's more than enough to get the job done against the Giants. I mean, all they got is Barkley right now, in my opinion, until somebody else shows that they're going to be feasible for service. Yeah, and I, I'm going to agree with you almost 99% on everything you just said. Uh, I think this is too easy of a game for the Titans. I think the Giants will probably put up more of a fight than people expected them to. Sure. But the Titans, this is probably a touchdown plus kind of game for them. And uh, it's, a, it's a nice way for them to open up their schedule and make them feel better. Especially after uh, being number one last year and really just dropping the ball all the way together to a Cincinnati team that they had no business losing to. So, we'll yeah. See. <laughs> yeah. And the next game on the list is the one we've been looking forward to, the one we're excited about. All Kansas City Chiefs at the Arizona Cardinals. What's your uh, what's your opinion on this game? You know, Mr. Casey, it's not even a question. There's not a doubt in my mind. The Kansas City Chiefs under Sir Andy Reid and the Esquire Sir Patrick Holmes and with the Knights, Travis Kelsey and the Duke McCall Hardman, and not to mention the absolute steal of the draft, Isaiah Pacheco. I'm pretty sure that this is over. We're taking them down to the river and there's nowhere else that they can go. Yeah, it's and this is, this is a fun, exciting uh, opening of the season for me. This is a good benchmark for the Kansas City team, in my opinion. Uh, the Cardinals have a, they've got a squad, but there's questions all around it. And uh, we, the big question is, is Kyler Murray even going to study for this game? I think he <laughs> will because it's Patrick Mahomes and Call of Duty has not came out yet. So the right. reports are he probably did study <laughs> a little bit. But uh, it's a well, quarterback matchup. We'll yeah, see. yeah, that's a, it's it should be exciting. I think it's a bigger test for the defense than it is for the Kansas City offense, and I think that would be exciting, kind of just to see of a benchmark where the defense is at in this game. For sure, it's going to be good to see the young talent be able to get out there and really get after it. Yeah. And now we move on to another fireworks game. This is an exciting one for us to pay attention to. We've got the Raiders versus the yes, Chargers. Sir. Raiders yes, at sir. L.A. What is your opinion yes, on this game? This is one, one for the books. Everybody likes to talk revenge tour, but I'm a Star Wars fan myself. I know when the Sith arrives, they just stay there. And I'm pretty sure that Derek Carr and these Las Vegas Raiders are going to go and take care of business. I believe that Derek Carr and the Raiders are far more feasible on offense. They're far more feasible, just cohesive as a team. In, in week one against Herbert, new system, new guys, everybody's, like I said, he's one of the guys they're trying to anoint. Oh, maybe he might be MVP. He might be MVP. He's, he's a stud. He's got a rocket. He's got core pieces. They they signed this guy. They can sign that guy. Derek Carr and the Raiders came to town and said, yeah, we'll see you later. Thank you for the playoff spot. I think it's going to be a repeat in week one, without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you there. The Chargers added on defense and the Raiders added on offense. And this is an offensive uh, 
This is an offensive league. Derek Carr got a nice weapon, Devontae Adams. Like, you cannot cherry-pick a better player for him. Uh, it's it's tough to look at him be a little more successful than he was the season before. Um, and I just like to see the Raiders win this game. I think they have so much firepower on offense so that defense isn't going to be enough to stop them. And the Chargers coach makes funky decisions for whatever reason to cost this team games. And I think it will be a close one. These teams have a shootout every time. But I would definitely lean towards Derek Carr's Raiders, too. Even though Herbert is probably the better quarterback. Like, And I, I usually like the better quarterback in matches. But I'm going to lean Derek Carr with a better roster. Better roster. He's been there before. He's been to the playoffs before. I think he's going to get it done. I agree. Right. And next on the list is another rivalry game. This has got some same kind of fireworks, a little less fizzy. It's the Packers at the Vikings. Uh, Two a little less talented teams, but the rivalry is probably bigger there than it is against the Raiders or the Chargers. The two teams that hate each other. For sure. We got long history between these two teams. We've got a lot of slugfest. We've got a lot of revenge games with Brett Favre moving from Green Bay going to Minnesota. And you know what? In the spirit of Brett Favre, I am going with Minnesota in this week one matchup. I think Minnesota is a more complete team than what Green Bay has going on right now. I don't think Green Bay will really gel until somewhere down the road. I mean, I think they will be a feasible team, but Kirk Cousins, who's probably, in my opinion, the top shelf of mediocre quarterbacks and hear what I say, top shelf of mediocre. I think it's still enough to get the job done against the Packers week one. Yeah. And it's real funky. Cause you're, you're talking about a very mediocre, the definition of number 15, the top quarterbacks and, and Kirk cousin going against, you know, a top three quarterback and Aaron Rodgers, but the Packers refuse to give Aaron Rodgers anything remotely close to a wide receiver around him. Anytime he asks for another one, they take the one he's got away. Like They just don't care. Uh, and it's really weird, especially at the end of his career, because you see Tom Brady trying to surround himself with talent, and it seems like Aaron Rodgers just wants to be the solo guy winning MVPs. And uh, right. he is, he's going to keep winning MVPs because when you look at his roster, you say, how the hell did he put up these numbers? <laughs> you know, and right. uh, I think the Vikings just have enough, a better overall team for a talentless Green Bay. And, right. and then, right. and then uh, for the last game on Sunday, we've got the Buccaneers versus the Cowboys. I believe that's going to be the Sunday night game. And uh, that should be a pretty interesting one. Uh, What's your opinion on that dude with the beard? Well, Sunday night, who's going to shine bright? It's supposed to be the biggest stars, right? Carrie Underwood on the intro. They got everything pumping and dumping. For this game, honestly, I'm just, I'm never a believer in uh, in the Broncos. I just it's it's hard to pick them in the any Cowboys. kind of game, but oh, you said the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, Buccaneers at uh, Dallas. 
Buckner's. I don't know why I'm just thinking about Russell Wilson so much in those trash right. Broncos. I'm sorry. So uh, right. Buccaneers, <laughs> Buccaneers all day. It's Tom Brady. Like the story writes itself. Um, what is this? His 48th season. We just got to dial it up. I mean, he's only he's only getting better. So I mean, it, it's crazy to see. I mean, he took a dip in the Lazarus pit, and now he's here. It's Tom Brady and the Buccaneers all day. Yeah, and this is where we start getting into that bold prediction category because I'm actually going to oh, dip no. over to the Cowboys. Dak, Dak, old Dak. Um, I'm not a huge Dak supporter. Uh, I'm not a believer in Dak. I think the the Buccaneers actually have a better roster. They have the better quarterback, but I think Tom Brady's distracted. I think he's not been paying attention to this team as much as he would pay attention to a normal NFL season. And he doesn't need it. You know, he can step in. He knows what football is, knows how to play quarterback better than anybody else, apparently, somehow. (laughs) But everybody else on his team doesn't have that same level of NFL experience that he does. And I think the Cowboys are excited for this game. It's in Dallas, and I think the Cowboys pull this one off. It'll be a nice, close game. I think it's less than a touchdown, but look for Dak Prescott to <laughs> upset here with the Dallas Cowboys. And just one more point on that here. The only thing I say about Dallas, like I said, you're missing the key lineman. You're missing your key tackle. I just think that's something that the Buccaneers are going to exploit because they've proven time and time again to have a dominant defensive line. And I don't think that they can stand up to the pressure that they'll bring. But it's going to be an exciting matchup. We'll see. Maybe a slugfest, but we'll see. Yeah, and you bring up some excellent points there. You don't want to have a bad <laughs> offensive line against that defensive line. We've seen, yeah. we've seen first hand. <laughs> yeah, we know that. <laughs> scary thoughts. Uh, and then moving on to the last game of the week, the Monday night game, the one I can tell you're excited <sighs> to talk about. Do with a beard. Let me get this Russell Wilson, Diver Broncos at Seattle game opinion. Uh, we're all ready for it. Maybe this will end up being a family show, so I'm refraining from what I was going to say originally. <laughs> I'm just courteously, courteously, I'm going to go with the Seahawks just out of my deep distaste for the Broncos and everything they've done with the organization. I don't think that Russell Wilson is going to be a pick-me-up that they need to make a run at anything. I think that Pete Carroll is going to come out and show them that we can do this job, but whoever that back here throwing the ball and maybe you overshot your shot with thinking that, hmm, you want more premier money because they gave you a pretty big deal the last time they paid you. I almost want to say it was record-setting at the time. It was so, up there. It was up there. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks here. I think it's going to be a coaching matchup. It comes down to a DK Metcalf snatching the corner of the end zone for a Seahawks win. I like your pick there. That is a pretty bold prediction. Uh, We might be the only people to have someone, anyone in the world to pick (laughs) the Seahawks to win this game. I hate to do it, but I do have the Broncos winning this game. Uh, I actually saw a Madden simulation video today, and it had the Seahawks winning this game. So it was nice that you okay. were also yes, on the bandwagon. 
and it's very impossible. You know, if you bring up the argument for it, you know, there's more the wide receiver talents better on Seattle. They have the coaching advantage, like you mentioned, by a lot and uh, stuff like that. But I just think the losing Russell Wilson kind of loses your identity a little bit. So it should be interesting to see what the offense looks like without him. But I'm just uh, – this is kind of a revenge game for Wilson too. You know, the, the Seahawks still was the team that traded him, didn't want to pay him. Uh, and looking at the contract he got, they were smart to – get away from that. I wouldn't want to be locked into Russell Wilson until he's 40 years old. Right. Just because he says he's going to be around. And like I said, you got a, you got a guy in Seattle right now who's playing. I think they got Geno Smith starting. So I think that he's another chip on his shoulder kind of guy. Another guy who I would say is on that same kind of mediocre esque level as Kirk Cousins, like a guy, like he could probably come in and beat you. So we're going to see what happens here, but I'm definitely. Yeah, it is. I think it's exciting for Broncos. <laughs> I think it's exciting for Geno Smith just because it's been a very long career for in the NFL without really starting. Road. Yeah, that's a and that's a chip on your shoulder to to play with. Well, that's all the picks for the week. We've made it through week uh, one of the NFL picks. These are some exciting games. Uh, what's your biggest, uh, biggest thing coming off the chiefs off the off season? What's got you most excited, uh, going into this season? The most exciting thing to me about this year's chiefs team has definitely got to be the inside core of our linebacking unit. I'm excited of the tandem that we have. They seem healthy with gay out there. They seem healthy with the young kid from Mizzou. Um, I just, I'm just thinking that we could have a situation to where it was almost reminding me of um, San Francisco with Patrick Willis and um, mm-hmm. I forgot his running mate. I yeah. forget at the moment, but you got two guys out here who's young and hungry, who are now really the lead communicators on this defense, which is a very young defense, average age of what 25 is it? Yeah, I believe, I, I believe you're right there. I'm excited to see what they can do as a unit under Spagnola, who's ex- who's extremely creative. And now I believe he has the guys who has enough speed and who has the want, enough dog in them to really take our defense to where we need it to be. Because if the Chiefs defense are in the middle, anywhere in the middle of the pack, Super Bowl's a wrap. And that's the bonus prediction I'll give you all day. Yeah, Absolutely. And I agree with you a lot there. And it's a, it's a very exciting young linebacker group. Uh, even that new rookie Chanel looks to be a little yes, exciting. He could yeah. be a nice pickup. Uh, this package. Yeah, and I think this might even be the most uh, unexpected part of their defense that teams aren't going to be aware of, because it really is kind of a, that kind of big linebacker duo kind of setup, like uh, Terrell Suggs and. Uh, Ray Lewis or something like that. Exactly. You know, and uh, I think they've got a high, high ceiling on what they can do as a linebacker group. Uh, I, I, another question I had for you is uh, the wide receiver group without Tyreek Hill. What do we look? What are we looking at? Who are you expecting to be Mahomes' go-to guys? Well, the whole Tyreek Hill thing, and I'm glad that we had him. Don't get me wrong. 
got the guy's jersey autograph in my room. Can't deny it. Can't deny him. I just think that Patrick Mahomes, they talk about Tyreek Hill being a generational talent. Patrick Mahomes is like quarterbacks that we've seen before, but unlike anything we've ever seen. Because there's guys who came in to put up extreme numbers and great numbers who've never won a Super Bowl. There's guys who came in and won Super Bowls who never even put up extreme numbers. But you get a guy who's completely solid in and out of all phases of the game, and he's young and he only continues to learn. I just think that the, the lessons that he's imparting on these receivers that we got now, especially with the boy Juju, I'm pretty sure between Juju and Kelsey, and I want to say Sky Moore, it's it's almost going to be a committee, but I believe that those are the top three as far as receptions. I think McCole steps up more, but I just it's just something about Sky Moore. You you watch his tape, you watch how he catches the ball, you watch just the the veracity in his speed and in his cuts, even the dog in him when he's trying to get out of tackles after the contact. It's just hard to bet against a guy like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited about the rookie Sky Moore. Uh, he had the biggest hands in the draft. It should help you just catch the ball. I think after last season, what we really wanted our wide receivers to do was just, you know, catch, catch the, the ball. ball. You know, Jeez. you can't have the ball hit you and not catch it. And I think that was the Chiefs' focus in the offseason with the wide receiver group. And uh, I just know Mahomes likes to favor a couple guys usually. So I think it should be real interesting to see who he kind of picks out to be his his go-to guy after, of course, Travis Kelsey, the, you know, the right. most dominant tight end probably in history, you know, especially at catching the ball. I'm trying to tell you, Rob Brennan catching the ball. He's he's the he's the the purest tight end that we've seen. I would almost say ever at this point. The numbers yeah. support it. He's a stud. Yeah, I think it should be a real exciting uh, week one matchup for the Chiefs. Is there any other uh, NFL news this offseason that kind of surprised you a bit? Um. Well, besides the Devontae trade, which was already surprising here, um, the only thing that really surprised me was that Cleveland was weirdly willing to bet the house to get rid of Baker Mayfield for Deshaun Watson without any real timetable to plan. I mean, now that you got him, I hear they're trying to get him suspended for longer games. I don't know what's really going on with that at this point, but my thing is 11 right now. 11 right now, yeah. See, so so the season's done. You see yeah. at this point, so it's like you, you pay a guy all this guaranteed money pretty much for him to play next year. It reminds me of Kevin Durant in Brooklyn for mm-hmm. basketball reference. I mean, but are you going to get the same thing that you could have been getting week one when you're going to see Baker come back to town? So right. I'm, I was definitely surprised by that. I'm I'm almost still shocked by it. Yeah, and I think that Kevin Durant comparison is pretty good and a little unfair for Kevin Durant because this is just an injury. You know? <laughs> right, you know, right. Like yeah, did, no, for sure. Yeah, he didn't have anything <laughs> pop up to, you know, get him in trouble or nothing, you know, but it's a very right. good comparison. Right. Yeah, I, I think that was pretty pretty surprising. And uh, I was I was kind of surprised a little bit by um, Khalil Mack going to the Chargers. I thought that was a pretty interesting uh, uh, 
pretty interesting for him to come back to the AFC West. Uh, I was really excited when he had left, so I wasn't really looking forward to it. And I really didn't expect the Chargers to make that move. It was kind of a surprise for me. Well, you know, the Chargers, they're kind of in that all-in kind of mode. And so they were willing to spend the house, and they did. And my only thing is, and this might just me being biased as a Chiefs fan, but you spent your house just to probably not even make the playoffs. So we'll see what happens on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. to kind of plan ahead, but definitely want to compete now. So I understand the urgency. But sh- this division is so shredded. Like, it's it's beyond loaded. And then, like I said, Pat Mahomes is going to be here arguably even after this deal, another five years. So you got 10 more years, 12 more years of Pat Mahomes being in Kansas City. It's right. just, you know, it's hard. It's, it's going to be a hard feat to win the AFC, to, to pry the AFC West out of Pat Mahomes' hands. Yeah, and I, I agree with you there completely. Like, it's, it's hard to imagine it going any other way. Not until we see it. That, that'd be literally the only way, but... I think that idea is even far-fetched in itself because <laughs> we already know we they own Denver, they own the Raiders. Like I said, we got Arrowhead West out there, you know. So right. I mean, we're gonna see, but I can't wait to get into record picks with you here, and when we break that down over all the teams, because that's gonna be a fun time for sure. Absolutely, yeah. The the do with the beard, uh. It's it's been a excellent podcast, man. I think this has been a great way to kick off the season. I think we're both just extremely excited to see how this can pull off. Uh, uh, there's a lot of biggest uh, big games. What's the to to wrap it up here? What's the game that you're looking forward to the most that isn't the Kansas City Chiefs game? Oh, you already know. I want to see what these Pittsburgh Steelers do. I'm telling they're they're kind of an expected team because they're easily contender for wild card. But I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to get the job done more often than they don't. And I almost got them locked in for one of those wild card positions. So I'm I'm interested <laughs> to see. I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see what the young man does out there, the boy man. KP. Man, the dude with the beard, I'll never fight you. You throw these haymakers, these wild things, <laughs> just just out of left field. Unexpected, you're not going to see it coming. Dear Lord. Oh, the Steelers. Yeah, that's going to be a fun matchup. Uh, I'm excited for that game, too. Probably got a little lower expectations than you, but, man, I, I won't take that one away. And for me, uh, I, I think I'm most looking forward to uh, Baker Mayfield uh, going to play against the Browns. I just want to watch. Uh, it's not going to be a good game, but it's 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 like watching uh, uh, some kid get beat up that you've always wanted to watch get beat up. You know, you have, you have no legit yes. hatred for him. You don't know why you want to watch him get curb stomped. But you know you're showing up for the but fight. But it's just something about it, right? It's just something <laughs> about it. It makes you want to pull your popcorn out. I understand. Yeah. And I think that's the only revenge game we both picked that uh, we picked Carolina to come out on top of. Yeah, yeah. And I think that should be a pretty safe pick for the both of us. Yeah, I think so, for sure. 
All right, folks. Well, I appreciate you guys tuning in to this week's podcast. This was a great, fun episode. We're excited for week one. Uh, we've had our first week on YouTube. Uh, we, we've exceeded 500 views with just a few yes, videos, sir. and we're really excited about that. So please make sure you like and subscribe. And uh, do you have any last comments to do with the beard? I do. Thank you all so much for the views that we got thus far. We got a lot more content coming up. I'm going to be uploading picks, uh, picks for different teams, picks for the season. And of course, we're going to keep coming at you with collab videos, of course, because we are the Bold Predictions podcast co-hosts. I say co-hosts, but we are the hosts. Co and co. You know, fusion. Almost like Dragon Ball. We don't own the copyright. We don't own the rights to that. So YouTube, be fair. But other than that, thank you, folks, for everything you've done so far. And hopefully you'll keep riding with us in the future. Absolutely. Good night, folks. We talking football, X's and O's. Let's go.